As much as life has changed over the last year, you're still pretty busy. So consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same tests hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 25 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. Welcome to Virtual Meditation with Shiloh. Uh, hello? Today we're working on forgiving ourselves for not knowing the difference between upload and download speeds before getting cable internet. (laughs) That's oddly specific. Repeat after me. I am not my cable internet. Wait, um, I, I, I don't have cable. I'm not a bad... My video calls more like video stalls. Uh, hey Shiloh, there's something... I will get AT&T fiber. <laughs> and I will switch classes until you do. Slow upload speeds? You're not a bad person. You just need better internet. With 20 times faster upload speeds, AT&T Fiber delivers a faster internet experience than cable. Get AT&T Fiber with no annual contract, limited availability in select areas. Call 1-877-ONLY-ATT. Check eligibility at att.com slash getfiber. Based on combined internet 1000 wired up and download capacity versus major cable providers, one gig service with uploads of 35 megabits per second. Speeds vary, not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. This is Not Your Token Black Girl, a space for black women and their allies to rest their crowns, laugh uncontrollably, feel supported, and more. It's like Sunday brunch convo with the girls in a quick 20-ish minutes. Now, let's get started with your hosts, Allie J and Crystal Lowe. It's the season three premiere of Not Your Token Black Girl, and to kick off the season, we have the one and only Amanda Seals. We're hitting on everything, like relationships and friendships, working and creating safe spaces for Black men and women, sex in the city, her exit from the real, and so much more. Action. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm good, I guess. What are any of us? I mean, I'm day to day. Today I'm in a bad mood, so that's just what you're getting. Uh, tomorrow I might be in a different mood. Today I'm in a bad mood, but I'm a cancer, and so that's just how it be. Sometimes... It, and like you could wake, uh, cancers will wake up in a bad mood. It could, it could go away like a fog in the next 20 minutes, or it can just last the whole day. And then we're just like, is it, is it late enough to go to bed without feeling like, you know, I'm a geriatric. So <laughs> waiting, I'm waiting for nine o'clock because I'm shutting it down. It's done. We did everything we could with December 8th. We did our best. Why are you mad? I see you just posted your man. I'm mad. Or I said, how, why are you having a bad mood. day? You're in a bad mood. Why? Oh, you because know. you have a man. You're supposed to be in a good mood every day. Is that how that works? No, I'm just saying. I saw that it was your first time. You made a big deal <laughs> that like this is the first time I'm claiming somebody. Somebody's claiming me on the gram. Crystal, that was yesterday. Today is today. Was it yesterday? Maybe I'm late on social media. I'm trying to I feel like I'm late too because I swore (laughs) it was today. We were just talking about it. I was like, did you see what Amanda posted about this is the first time she's posted? So what? Just because you have a man doesn't mean you just smiling every goddamn that's probably the reason why people be in a bad mood. Like you know what? Fair. So fair. I'm married. You're right. You know, it's like, it's not it's like, yay, but it's also like, you're a whole individual, you know, you're your whole person. And yeah. that's why I always never liked when I would see like, be his peace. And it's like, well, be each other's peace, you know, be his yeah, peace. Be, be my like, peace. 
you know, I mean, ultimately we want to try to be peaceful in general. You know what I mean? Like I did yoga today. I went for a run. I went for a walk. I did all the things. And it's just like, "Mm, I'm just in a funk today. That's what it is. So man or not, he's great, but there's no pressure that I feel like we should put on anybody to just be happy because you got a nigga. Yeah, no, I I totally feel that we, we are all in agreement. (laughs) (laughs) Also, let's be real. Like, I feel like we put a lot of pressure on the word happy and these aren't even happy times. So it's like, you know, for all intents and purposes, when people say they're happy, I'd be like, really tell me more. Like what, you know, what, what is the space that you have found for yourself to, to thrive in during these times? Because I think all of us are consistently in flux. You know, this yeah. is a weird time. I know I'm in, I'm in California. It's a weird vibe here. Um, my, my, I was just talking to my good friend from high school. He's in Florida and he's just like, it's scary here because he's like, they really act like there is not a pandemic going on but like the hospitals are like, but there is. So it's just yeah. a very, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a very kind of weird time. So when people tell me like, I'm great. I'm like, tell me more. I what? mean, yeah. Uh, that is fair. I guess that's fair. Cause it's kind of I like- I mean, Crystal, say, tell me like, Crystal, you, you got a man, you happy today? Like, tell me. <laughs> today I'm happy. That's fair. <laughs> but is he the sun in my happiness orbit? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes right. he is not. Right. I, I get your point there. It's kind of like when you ask someone, hey, girl, how are you? And we're just conditioned to be like, I'm fine. How are you? Unless yeah. that's like your bestie, right? Like, Allie, I could be like, girl, I'm on the struggle bus right. today. Which is consistent. Like, that is where <laughs> we're at. That is out. where we're living. Right. I'm there both of My next door neighbor, like, a couple of days ago, like she asked, she was like, Oh, how are you? And I said, I'm okay. And it stopped her in her tracks. Like she didn't know what to say after yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> Cause I didn't give her like, I'm great. Or I'm fine. I'm fabulous. I was just like, I'm okay. And she was like, all right. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. As a stranger, as a new friend, as mm-hmm. an associate, what do yeah. you do with the answer? I'm okay. Or I'm having a really crappy day. Like as a society, we don't know what to do with that response. We're only conditioned no. to be like, that's great. I'm so glad you're happy. But <laughs> No, but I think that it speaks to what you just asked Amanda when she was like, I'm not in, I'm not in a good mood today. Right. Yeah. It's like, when you say that, it's like, don't dismiss it. It's, yeah. Why? Like, why are you in a bad mood? Let's talk about that. Let's have a conversation. And also, sometimes you don't have time. Like, sometimes you don't have time to really delve in, right? And then sometimes you don't necessarily feel comfortable. Like, I know people have a lot of anxiety who are introverts. Like, they don't even feel comfortable going in. And so there's a lot of, like, um, but we on a podcast. So I'm like, fuck it. Y'all brought me here to talk anyway. So, but if, (laughs) if I ran into you in the grocery store and you were like, how are you? I'm like, ah, you know, we're here. (laughs) <laughs> like, and that's a fair response for these times, that literally. Like when I hear people say like, I'm shaking, I'm, you know, or, you know, I'm managing. You're just like, keep on sister, keep on. Right. Like, so I feel like that's a fair response. Like I hope it passes or, you know, sending you, giving you, let me send you good vibes. 
Because yeah. sometimes you're just like, are we really going to get into the depths right here at this gas pump? Like, are we really... We're like, not. do you really, really want to know? Because that is the other piece of that. It's like, do you really care? Like, <laughs> if I do tell you, I will you say if I care? ask, I care. I don't ask everyone how they're doing. <laughs> Fair. I would right. say, hope yeah. you had a good day. That's... Which is like, I've sent that to you. Yeah. That's it. But if I ask, I genuinely care. You know, how was your day? I'm so sad that you're in a bad mood. Hopefully this podcast can liven it up. You know, listen, <laughs> I have very low expectations for December 8th at this point. So I'm like, I'm on here with these gals and we're going to time. I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you all the Amanda I can. I put on a lip. Like, we're here. Okay. We're here. Yes. Here. Yes. I um, love it. But ultimately, you know, I, and I was talking about this on my Instagram earlier today, but it's like, this time, though, is also forcing us to have to, like, deal with each other in emotional ways that I feel like we really have gotten, like, really distant from. Um, yeah. You know, because a lot of us just, we've just gotten into the rhythm of, like, I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm texting, I'm emailing, I'm DMing, I'm, you know, and so we've kind of like lost i don't know if we ever even had it actually but for what it's worth like it's forcing us at this point to kind of get on a different i feel to get on a different um method of like how we deal with each other and our humanity you know like i had talked i said something about just how like like i just went through like a really traumatic experience and like it was interesting the people who felt the need to like call and be like, you good? You know what I'm saying? And then the people who are just like, are you good? And it's like, you, you know, there's certain stuff I feel like you can do a text check-in and there's other times where I feel like you gotta like gotta do a, Pick at least hit me with a voice call. note. You know what I'm saying? Or, or um, and then I think, you know, and, and what I've been talking about too with a lot of my friends is how like we generalize our friends. Like we'll be like, yeah oh, well, Crystal deals with this this way, so I'm sure Allie does too. And it's like, no, Allie don't want space. Crystal wants space, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Like, and we have to like be conscious of that because when you kind of mishandle certain situations with friends, like it can can present in a different way that I think we intend to. And, you know, there's just, as we got, as we, as I feel like we talk about wellness and self, um, self-care, and boundaries and trauma and these things like it's not just buzzwords like these are real like things that that end up determining how we deal with each other individually like i had somebody in my dms be like if i have a friend that expects me to call instead of text and i just don't want to be bothered with such a high maintenance friend and i'm like oh you sound like a low vibrational person i like that (laughs) but then i I guess to piggyback on that it's also really showing where our values lie because I fully believe people make time for what's important for them. Um, And maybe this is a time to one, really check ourselves and say, why am I? Because friendships, romantic relationships, whatever the case may be, relationships are work. So if during this time when we don't have anything else to do, you still can't put in the work maybe it's time to either examine yourself are are you a, a crap friend or is this yeah. relationship no, no longer serving your purpose or its purpose and it's okay if a friendship or a relationship was for a season versus a lifetime yeah yep. and we just i feel like we just had that conversation on another podcast when we were talking about being intentional about our friendships right mm-hmm. like Crystal gets on me all the time because she's like, you everybody's friend. You want to be friends. Like you just invite. 
And I am like, I love, I'm a people person. I love everybody, but I am very intentional about my friendships. I know who I can trust. That's one step one. I know who needs me and how they need me. Like mm-hmm. I know Crystal don't need me to call her every day and check in. Mm-hmm. But I know my friend, another one of my friends, I got to check on her every other day just to make sure she's still kicking it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I think we, we talk about that a lot on this podcast because I think it, it was surprising and we get this a lot. Like y'all are real best friends. And it's like, yeah, we've been friends for a long time because we've both been very intentional about our friendships and we've been able to grow together in that sense because that's what a relationship is, right? It's like growing together. And I think that- Be willing. Yeah, I mean- continuing continued growth and during this time where we can't be in each other's faces all the time the brunch and the going out mm-hmm. isn't a thing like you see who your real friends are I'm gonna tell you I lost a few friends during the little Black Lives Matter movement because mm. I had no time for anyone at that I was point jumping on my trampoline like Amanda was <laughs> <laughs> yes could not be bothered if you will you know and then I went through something traumatic this year and who showed up was there and that's what it was. And so I think like the whole conversation about relationships and friendships and we were, Amanda, we were actually going to ask you about these things, right? <laughs> we've had, we have been having a lot of conversations about growing the relationships that we have because we've seen a lot of stuff now that we're forced to sit in our own, you know, not even solitude because I guess we're not completely alone, but as you have that chance to really reflect, you're like, yo, I'm not hanging out with this person anymore. This but it friend, is solitude, know? honestly. It is. There's, there is something different between looking at someone through a screen and being and having the physical, the physical analog exchange of energy. Yeah. You know? Like I'm in this house all goddamn day, but my man gets to go to work. And I think that we, like, he has a different understanding of what he does not understand that I really just be in this house all day by myself. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, I like my big, my big trip is like, well, I'm going to the dentist. I laid out an outfit to go to the dentist. Like, he was like, like, is that the fit for the dentist? I'm like, yes, because I was like, I have somewhere to go and somewhere to be. Otherwise, like my big trip is going to the UPS store to get up, to pick up my boxes. Like that's the daily, because now it's Instacart, it's whatever. So not having that physical exchange, even with my like friend, friend, friends, at first it didn't necessarily trip me up too much because I have a lot of friends that live in different cities, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you know, we don't see each other on the regular anyway, but now that it's been uh, nine months, (laughs) you know, I would have seen them. I would have seen them at some point, you know, but I feel like that, that, um, like I've been, I've been, I've been tossing around in my mind just the concept of the full service friend, and like, mm. who, who is your, who are your full service friends? I love right? that. Because listen, and it's not even to say that you have to like get rid of or excise those who don't fit that category, but it's something conscious to think about because it also helps you manage your expectations. And like sometimes you don't know who your full service friends are though until you really need <laughs> full service. That <laughs> is know? that is true. Because I have categorized my friends. Like, these are my fun friends that I can go out for a good time. These are my friends that I know are solid. They're going to give me real advice. They're not going to sugarcoat it, even if it hurts my feelings. And these are, I guess, like you mentioned, my full service friends. It's a good time. It's truth. It's accountability. It's the whole gamut. Um, 
And there's like a weird one. Also, when you're in a relationship, there's something that happens too. Cause you're like, oh, I'm anchored. So y'all hoes could figure it out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> now like, y'all hoes can figure it out. out. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoes, and I use hoes as a genderless term. Uh, <laughs> but you just, I feel like, you know, there's a part of you that, in, particularly in the beginning of a relationship, like you're not as reliant, maybe, you know? And then as you get more comfortable and more solid, you like it it resurges that you're like, no, like you need your circle. Um, Even though you're anchored, you know, and you're with this person and you all have a life together, like there's just something very valuable in having friendships outside of your romantic relationship. I learned the tough lesson on that. And I think that's what made me become a good friend. Crystal, you know this story. But when I first started dating my now husband. I lived in LA at the time and I, we were like really serious, but we were long distance. And I had two best friends that still lived in Texas, but they had been coming to visit. And I was an ass to them one, on one visit. Like these are my two best friends from college. Like we'd been friends for years. We do everything together. They come visit me on my birthday and I was just in a bad mood, right? For lack of a better word, I miss my man. Like I was stuck in that relationship. I was anchored, if you will. So I was an asshole when they came down to visit me. And but an asshole like how? Like you were just being snippy or you were I was just, I was heightened. Like I just wasn't feeling it. Like they wanted to go club. I didn't want to go club. They wanted to, you know how the dudes run around talking about they producers and blah, blah, like getting us in sections and stuff. I wasn't for it because I was like, I got a man, sister. Like, I don't, I don't have to do these things anymore. Like, they wanted to dress skimpy and do all that. And I was, I was all anti, like, just stupid, just rude, right? And again, these are my two, two of my I best friends. I can't say that I would not be the same. So I'm- I just thought I was <laughs> the shit at that point, right? I was like, I, I got my place. I got my man. Like, I'm good. So they cut, so this is, they're here for a weekend. I throw a fit and we end up having a huge falling out where they left. So they, they went out with these guys we met uh, downtown LA, like West Hollywood, right? They end up going out with them. They took my car, which I was already like, I'm not, that's not my, what I like, but okay. I just want to go home and get on the phone with my man. So they end up bringing these people back to my place to hang out. And at the time I had a roommate and so, and she, we both had to go to work in the morning. So I like custom left and right. They end up leaving in the middle of the night to the airport. Like, cause we had a huge falling out and I sent a mean ass text message. Cause I was like, I ain't even going to give it no energy. I'm just killing with words. Long story short, we had, we didn't talk after that again we all of us had been like we got married um we like just again never talked again and over like two years ago we finally had the opportunity to like talk about things and I at that point I realized I was like you know what I think that I I now know why I work really hard and I'm intentional about the way I am with friends um and I see both sides because I had a falling out with two of my best friends, you know? And so. Can I just set you free though and let you know that they was also assholes? No, yeah, they were totally, they was assholes too for bringing them people back to my house. Oh, here's the thing, no. 
we got Please to know set me free. We got to know where people are <laughs> in their lives as well. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, they your best friend. They know you got a man. They know that you in a different place. They come into you. You're not going to their life. They're coming to your life. If yeah. you were going out to Texas and they was like, well, girl, this is what we do. And you was like, well, I don't want to do that. Then it's like, well, bitch, then go back to LA. This is how we rolling. They came out to LA and were still carrying on in a way that you had moved past. Now, I'm not sure how you delivered that to them or how you relate it, but there is something to be said for having understanding of the fact that like, we out here, we in your space, like we on your tickets, like how, how can we vibe in this in this arena, you know? And I think a lot of times, like, we do grow out of friends. Like, we go into yeah. new spaces. Like, I mean, listen, as I've grown more successful, like, people, okay, you'll see people say shit like, why y'all ain't, why, 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 why celebrities don't date regular people? Or why you ain't got no regular friends? It's not that. Money fucks people up. Oh, yeah. Like in a real way, it's not a made up thing. And it's mm -hmm. so disheartening every time it happens. Cause for all intents and purposes, you, you know, it, I think for the most part, you know, a lot of people like myself, it's like, we weren't working to become celebrities. Like we were working because we love what we do and we want to be successful for, you know, in what we do. And so there's a byproduct of that are some positive things. Like, you know, you get a claim and you get, you know, purpose and you may get some money. And then also you get this weird fame shit, you know, that, that doesn't really like matter to you, but still swirls around you. But then sometimes you have people who provide, who give that something that you don't. And so they looking at it, like you have this extra currency that separates you from them now. And it's like, well, Nah, you know, like, I mean, I may, I may feel more secure. I may have a more peace of mind, but like, I don't consider myself better than you, or I don't consider my status more elevated than you, et cetera. And so then it starts triggering people's insecurities. And if you're not honest with each other, you know, then that gets in the way. And I have definitely had people who feel like, well, now you're successful. I deserve a piece of your success because I was friends with you when you weren't successful. Whoa. I don't and like that. Mm -mm. It's a no. yucky feeling. It's a yucky, like, you know, just you, and when you see it happen, you're like, oh, this is happening right now. Damn. You, you, at two brute, you. And so what, so my, to circle back, like, when people ask like, how come people don't date regular people, et cetera, et cetera, it's because a lot of times, there is a unfortunate social disconnect that happens when you reach different spaces in your life. And it doesn't necessarily have to be about money. I'm using that as an example, but for you had reached a certain level of your own version of maturity and security that just was different than theirs. And there was no there wasn't enough communication because I'm assuming y'all were younger. Like there wasn't enough communication. We were young, yeah. I liken it to age a lot too. Yeah. Because I know like, I don't want to go to the club. No. I had a friend who came to, who was coming to visit and she was like, yeah, you know, what outfit should I bring? And I was like, ugh. Some bunny slippers and a tank top. I was like, ma'am, I'm writing my book. <laughs> I was like, I'm writing my book. I'm about to be in the house writing. Like, and she was, 
she wasn't coming to necessarily visit me. Like she had friends out here, but she was going to stay at my spot. And like, I wasn't pressed about like, you know, oh, do I need to hang? Like, I, I didn't feel left out or anything, but I was just like, this is what I'm working on. Like, I just got to be focused on that. And she was like, oh, if you don't want me to say, just say. And I was like, I didn't say that at all. However, if you're, if, if, if you staying with me is contingent upon us hanging out outside the house, I just, I'm, I'm not in a space where I can do that right now. And so she didn't stay with me. But that's mature. You see, that's how, like, I feel like that's how I should have communicated, right? Like, but the, I liken it again to the age of all of us. Like we was young, we was just like, again, I thought I was a shit anyway. I was gonna say, so, you added that part into it. Once you add uh, on to like, not only like, is this happening, but I feel like I'm that man. Yeah, and I can't be up in nobody's section. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? This, it's a, but I'm honestly, <laughs> but the other part of it is like, you gotta also have a consciousness about your friends. Like, yeah. It's like, okay, my friend has a man. Like, I don't want to put her in that situation. I don't want her to have to be explaining shit and whatnot. So it's like, you know, but that's the consciousness and that's the consideration that I think a lot of us, you know, if we're lucky, grow into. Because um, I don't think it's necessarily taught. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's definitely not. And I think that that growing into it is what what it is. But I think it's a constant growth, right? If it's not the age thing, not saying wisdom comes with age, but yeah. in this situation, if it's not the age thing, then it's getting into, and this might be pivoting us into a different part of the conversation, respecting where you are, right? I, I like the part, Amanda, in your book where you talk about being a multi-hyphenate. Allie and I are not celebrities by any means, but we are entrepreneurs, we host a podcast, we're creators, we're really starting to tap into more of that creative side that we're really passionate about. And some of my friends understand that. Some of my friends are like, here you are doing the most trying to be an influencer. And I'm like, I need you to see my bigger picture. The fact that we're creating a safe space for Black women to take a break of wearing this token crown that we sometimes feel we are wearing for the betterment of our gender and race. Um, so I, I think it can be due to a lot of different things in life's journey, why you sometimes have to say and be okay with, okay, this relationship is coming to a conclusion. We've, we're going down separate paths, or I see that this relationship is evolving and matching, you know, the next chapter in my life. You know what I look at it like? It's like, if you're, let's say you decide like, I'm going to, I'm going to travel across, around the world, right? So you start with like six people and all y'all are in the car together and then the car breaks down and then you got to walk on foot. But two of them are just like, ugh, I don't, I can't. Welcome to virtual meditation with Shiloh. Uh, hello. Today I, oh. we're working on forgiving ourselves for not knowing the difference between upload and download speeds before getting cable internet. <laughs> That's oddly specific. Repeat after me. I am not my cable internet. Wait, um, I, I, I don't have cable. I'm not a bad if my video calls more like video stalls. Uh, hey, Shiloh, there's something. I will get AT&T fiber. <laughs> and I will switch classes until you do. Slow upload speeds? You're not a bad person. 
you just need better internet. With 20 times faster upload speeds, AT&T Fiber delivers a faster internet experience than cable. Get AT&T Fiber with no annual contract. Limited availability in select areas. Call 1-877-ONLY-ATT. Check eligibility at att.com slash getfiber. Based on combined internet 1,000 wired up and download capacity versus major cable providers, one gig service with uploads of 35 megabits per second. Speeds vary, not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. I don't have the stamina. Like, I'm not a walker. And it's like, it's been real. It's been real. Those Bye. Are Bye. And then the four of y'all start walking. And then you reach a river. And it's like, shit, we got to swim across this river. And then two of them are like, I don't even know how to swim. And you're like, well, you want to learn? And one of them might be like, yeah, I'm willing to learn. The other one's like, nah, I'm too scared. And you're like, bye. Like, it's been real. And, but then also on this walk, you run into people who are like, here, I'll help you swim across the river. It's like, oh my God. And so like, that's life. Life is just this constant adventure where you're finding, where you're going, you're meeting new obstacles and new um, opportunities. And some people are like down and, and capable to go into that new space and and curious and some people aren't you know some people are like i like these trees i'm not even curious about what those other trees are like you you know when you get over to the other patch of trees let me know and then you're like okay um i've i've had friends who like i left behind i mean that sounds really like uh i left them behind but i have friends who you know they just they just reached, they reached that point in the road where they were like, I'm, just, I'm not interested in swimming across the river. And I was just like, well, that's where I want to go. And then I have other friends though, who um, to your point, Crystal, were like, damn, I want to see, like, I- I'm curious about what's over there. Like, I didn't even think about that. Now yeah. you open, and for what it's worth, like the, the multi-hyphenate space in general is still fairly new to a lot of people. And I think people just project their fears onto other folks. And it's like, you know, what they can't see for themselves, they can't see for you. And it's like, yeah, but I don't need you to see this for, for you. Right. I don't need you to see you as an entrepreneur with a podcast and getting creative. If you like your job in corporate at Sprint, I love it. Stop. <laughs> Not corporate at Sprint. <laughs> stop <laughs> if you like it i love it like your 401k is popping I, I you know and it's like i don't got that yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you know but as black women i think we just have so much pressure on ourselves we put so much pressure on ourselves on each other for like all type of shit we're like we need to be the best friends we need to figure out how to be the best friends we need to be the best sisters we need to be sisterhood like even on insecure like People just want us to be best friends so bad. And I'm like, we are coworkers. Like, oh, I want y'all to be friends. This is, we are adults. Like, we are adults. Like, there's no beef. Bitches ain't, you know, putting flaming hot bags of shit on doorsteps. You know, don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) Like, that's not happening. But I think even like with the real, it's like they like we watch things with black women in particular and we're like, they are it. And it's like, these are actors or these are hosts who may have their own groups of friends. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, and we I and we I we see this and we want it to be because we know sisterhood is beautiful, right? And we know how powerful it is. Um, and so we want to see it represented like on on tv and in these real spaces but then we also like put pressure that it's like 
it's what it is. It's, it's real. It's happening. It's real. And it's like, <laughs> you know what? You're not going to get along with everybody. You're not no. going to like everybody. Um, you know, you're not just going to fuck. You're not going to fuck with everybody. Like that, that's the other thing too. You know, sometimes you see people and you're like, Ooh, I don't fuck with you. Like humanly. Humanly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, um, and I think like, it's, it's, uh, it's just different for us. Everything is different for black women. I don't care what nobody say. Everything is different for us. Relationships, friendships, work. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is different for us. It's death it's or nothing. It's black one women. extreme or the other. Nothing then can be mediocre. It's different for us depending on the shade of black woman you are. It's different for us depending on the, the hair length. Like there's, I mean, listen, the levels, the levels. It's real. <laughs> So how do you, because obviously we've, we've followed your career, not just as an author, comedian, actress, activist, all, all the hyphenates that come with the Amanda Seals. How do you decide what relationship, what project, what space is worth your time and energy? And how do you wrestle with when you decide to walk away? I don't really wrestle no more. I'm 39. And I'm done wrestling. Um, I mean, particularly with work, it's pretty easy because it's just like there's, I look at it as a three prong system. I had a, I had a Japanese keys player who told me this one time and I've never forgotten it. And he was like, I choose all of my jobs based on three things. The work the uh, he was like, I choose it based on three things, the money, the people, the content, two out of the three have to be in place. And cause he was like a really, like dope keys player and I was having him like he was suggested to do play something for me to play with me on something and I ain't had no money so I was like why are you doing this <laughs> and he was like because it fits my two out of three he was like I really love the music y'all are cool so the money is fine and when I'm in certain spaces like that's how I measure it like what are the like am I meeting those three criteria like with the real it reached a point where it was like Oh, two out of there isn't two out of three happening. Gotta go. Period. Can I ask what those two out of three were? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Are you well, willing to share? <laughs> the money and the content was trash, okay. you know, and the people, you know, for what it's worth, it's like your cast members are the smallest amount of people that you're working with. Like, they're, they're really. You know, they're well, yeah, there's only five of us, but yeah. there's a whole crew and then there's a corporate and, you know, the fans, that all factors into the people. So yeah. if I'm getting trolled every fucking day, you know, and and then the and then the corporate people are like, well, just ignore it, you know, and then the producers are doing weird shit. You're like, well, it doesn't matter that I love Adrian. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter that me and Jeannie are, are cracking jokes here. Like, you you, you feel me? Like, yeah, so, yeah. So at, at the end of the day, it's like a job has to fit those three criteria. As far as like, you know, your personal life and stuff. I mean, I think for me, it's more so it's a gut feeling thing. And I've had to really learn in therapy, like what is a gut feeling and what is actually like fear. Mm-hmm. And my, one of my biggest breakthroughs this year, this COVID time was realizing that what I thought was a gut feeling about certain things was really just my anxiety attached to abandonment issues. So I'm thinking that my gut is telling me like, no, we have to work this out. And it's like, no, bitch, that's your abandonment issues creeping up. Check yourself. 
I love how openly you talk about that because that is one for how perfect black women have to be. I think we're only starting to open the lid on mental health, mental issues, and the mental toll it takes being a black woman. (laughs) Issues. Everybody has issues. I am so over people acting like, well, I don't got issues or I work through my issues. And it's like, did you? Like, you, I, I feel like you manage, you know, because what happened in your childhood happened. It happened. You can't undo it. You can't erase it. So you're just, you manage it and you mold it and you shape it and you, you, you chip away at it. And, um, but I am a strong believer that like what happens in your childhood shapes the way that you deal with. So basically everything else. And a basis on a basic metric that like, we always talk about first, first impressions, right? First impression is the strongest impression. Well, shit, when you were a kid, everything is the first goddamn impression. So it's going to imprint, you know? So like the way you watch people argue, the way you watch people love on each other, the way you, um, you know, experience hurt, you know, and then you have people who just, they deal with things differently. Somebody could have fallen and scraped their knee off a bike and didn't have nobody to, to soothe them. That could fuck with them like in a real way, in a way that somebody else, it was just like, eh, you know, based on their DNA or the other, the other situations of their life. So as we grow up and we start dealing with other people and we start really recognizing that like everybody has issues, it can feel burdensome, but I would love for us to get to a point where it feels freeing because you're no longer having this false expectation of perfection or of like togetherness or on pointness. Like to me, having it together means that you're honest about your shortcomings and about your dopeness and where those things meet and you're self-aware and you're willing to um, do the best you can to be the best you can. And I have an ex who straight up told me, like, I ain't trying to do that. Well, shit. Like, that nigga told me straight up. Like, I just, he was like, I just can't do it. Like, you're a good person. And I've never met a real good person before. I thought I was a good person until I met you. And he was like, and now I realize, like, I'm really not. And I just don't have the energy. Wow. <laughs> now, did I stay in that relationship for a whole other eight months? Yes, I did. <laughs> Because I have a issues. I mean, but we also appreciate that that realness, right? Yes. So, like, that's, that's how I would have rationalized it. I'd be like, oh, yes, so real. I, 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 listen. I understand. Thank you for your honesty. Let me see if I can change you. <laughs> Let me think oh this. Yeah. Appreciate and, and you tell yourself that you're not trying to fix it, but it's like, yes, you are. Yes, you you're are. trying to be the beacon of light to guide them from the darkness. And you're like, if I just shine all this love and I just keep shining, if I just really drink of this happiness. Yes, if I be the <laughs> highlighter on the cheek of his life, it will bring him forth. And it's like, and then eventually you're like, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> and then you get out. <laughs> like. Sheesh. So how has your 
journey to a hundred percent realness? What was that like? Have you always yeah. been this way? I mean, Did you have yeah. to reach a certain status. To be like, <laughs> I'm not working for the check anymore. That's not one of my three necessarily. So you're gonna get full. I mean, you do have to never work for the check. I've never yeah. worked for the check. I've never ever done a job where the ch- remember it has to be two out of three. Yeah. I've yeah. never done a job where only the check was it and in a situation where the other two were compromised. You might have a scenario where it's like the other two were just like, whatever, you know, but the check is like, God damn, you know? Um, And that's a fine scenario, but I've seen people who those other twos are compromised. Like this content is trash and these people are trash, but you got to take, but you need the check, you know? And I've been very, very, very fortunate to have never been put in that situation. Now, it's not to say that I haven't needed a check. Huh. That's so I need to be clear on that. <laughs> like it's not to say that I didn't need a check. It's just that uh, you know, I remember at a time when I was and I've told this story before, so anyone who's listening who's heard it, you know, I apologize. But you know, where I was really trying to like figure it out and I went to an agent and he was like, Well, don't nobody want what you got. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he was just like, I've had a couple agents do this, but this other agent was like, Yeah, I mean, like unless you're willing to be like sexy or crazy. And this is when reality TV had really popped off. And he was like, unless you're willing to do either of those things, like there just isn't anything for you. And so I didn't even get the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, he was just like, we're not even going to submit you for these things. Cause it's not even your bag. So I didn't even get the opportunity to just do something for the check. Um, but I think I cut you off. I apologize. Now you got me talking. So Keep going. Here we are. No, we. This is what we were. This is what we wanted. <laughs> like, so please come on here and drop talk, these honey. gems on these yes. in this podcast. For us. But the one hundred percent realness. It just never served. It's never served me at any point in my life to be secretive. Um, I mean, and listen, that's not everybody's story, you know. Like, um. But I've never been a private person like that to the point where there's just certain shit that I'm just like, can I just tell anybody? Like, you know, and, and my friends are like, bitch, keep it. Can you keep it? Keep it to yourself. You know, it's like, I can keep other people's secrets way better than I can keep my own. Um, but then it's also like, you know, it's not necessarily secrets. It's just like, not everything is for everyone. And um, in terms of being an artist, I feel like so much of my artistry has been about sharing. And just being about trans, my, my transparency and my opinion has been so personal that like th- that being a hunted and being kind of and just being open has been just kind of a, a it's it's like contingent upon that you know but but for and I think there's something to be said for like what I was exposed to just in my adolescence like I was reading like for colored girls and you know, Alice Walker and Toni Morrison. And there was just a rawness and a truth in those literary works that really spoke to me. And I think that also bust me open too, you know, because it made me feel free to be expressive in this way. And um, it really, it really ends up being, it's, it's really, I think we're in a time right now though, where it's frustrating for folks like me because at one point, being an artist and sharing in these ways felt like an offering. Um, and now it, it so often feels like a, like an invitation for 
just negativity. Um, and I know a lot of writers, you know, it's like you, you wanted, to, there used to feel like a, like a safe space to write and share your stories and, you know, just be honest. And people were just like receptive, like people were more so just like, oh, thank you for sharing, you know, whereas now it's, I feel like it's a gotcha game. There's a lot of energy that's put into like trying to find like the truth behind. Like, I know when I, when I talked about leaving the real, like there was so many people who were like, oh, that's not true. Oh why like you know and just like there's like this energy of um deceitfulness that we are living in and i don't know how much of that is about the fact that we've had a deceitful you know administration for the past four years or you know just just you know social media kind of exposing that like mistrust and you know like you know when i hear men say things like my my girl looked at my phone for no reason i'm like that sounds nice, but it's like, we live in a world now where it's like, the reason is not even necessarily you. It's just, we live in a distrustful world. Like that just feels dishonest all the time. And, um, and trust has to be like really concretized in a different way. So as a creative, you know, I like to think that I've created a trust with my following by my transparency, but yet, and still, you know, I'll see a video on YouTube that's titled like Amanda S white supremacist Amanda Seals reveals. <laughs> You're like, whatever. <laughs> be like, yay for clickbait. <laughs> like, go off. <laughs> yay. No, so, I can definitely say that your platform, like that is one of the things that I've enjoyed is the authenticity all across the board with everything. Like, I know we talk this another thing we talk about a lot is code switching. And I say it all the time. I'm like, Amanda Seals does not code switch. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I- Tell that to times, my man. He be clowning the shit out of me. He's like, you have an LA voice and you have the every other time voice. I'm like, you know what uh, my voice is? My LA voice is when I'm trying not to offend you. That's my LA voice. Like, it's my safe voice. <laughs> you know what? That's Maybe safe. that's what it is. It's like, well, see, what we said was we have like our customer service, like yes, work voice versus like our nine to five versus because they were doing this challenge. And I told Crystal, I said, I really try so hard not to code switch because me and my aunt had a full conversation about this. We were like, why do we feel the need to like change up how we interact in certain situations? To survive. And it was that, you know, and I was like, and I, I kept telling my aunt, I was like, no, I'm like this. Like, this is how I talk. And she's like, no, like, think about how you just talked on the phone on your sales call or like talking to an influencer or like talking to different types of friends. It's like, I want to get, and I told Kristen, I want to get to the Amanda Seals realness of not code switch it and just like, I, I want to use my, my same voice in. all the time. Yeah. I code you switch. feel like you code switch too all the time? I mean, I don't necessarily, I don't know if I would call it code switching as much as it's just like, different audiences bring out a different yeah like if i'm in grenada like my accent changes if i'm yeah. if i'm in new, if i'm in new york my accent changes my my energy changes if i'm in a hip hop space you know versus um and i guess what i'm saying is it's not that my point of view ever changes so my code, yeah, the code yeah, yeah. Is, like that doesn't ever change like i don't ever soften my conviction have that's that's the thing no. like yeah. if i'm in a room of white people at a at a network or i'm in a on a podcast with y'all i'm gonna still say you know these white people need to stop acting a motherfucking fool 
You know, like I'm not yeah. gonna say like these, I'm not gonna say like these Caucasians need to stop acting, you know, an MFing fool. Like I'm gonna say exactly what I just said. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in a I softer but, voice, if you will. <laughs> I won't even say it in a softer voice. I'll be like, these white people need to stop acting a motherfucking fool. Like so when I really your LA voice then. <laughs> You know what? My LA voice is, like you said, it's the customer service voice. And for instance, so like my car, like they don't have my car at the shop now for five motherfucking days. Now I started out like this. I was like, (laughs) oh my God. Like, okay, so so I can just contact you on text. Okay, great. Fabulous. And then he hit me back and tried to tell me how many, how much my car was going to cost to be repaired. And I was like, really? Okay. I still kept, Okay. And then now it's been four days and, and I haven't gotten the quote. So, you know, when he called me just now, I was like, what's up? <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> like, cause all that's, that's gone now. Um, and that's not just because it's bad mood Tuesday. It's because you have now lost the privilege of my effort um, to be like shiny, happy people. Cause I, you know, that's part of my disposition, but it's also, we are expected to go above and beyond with that shit. I really do think that we're, particularly black women are expected to really make you feel so safe that you, they, we want, they, listen, folks want to feel so comfortable that they can lift our shirt and suck from our titty. Like they really are just like, please let me feel like you are going to talk to me in the stroller and make me feel good. And I was just on, I had a thought this morning, this morning I was talking on something, I can't remember, but they were asking me like, why do you think black women have like higher divorce rates, higher divorce rates, lower marriage rates? And is it related to us also having like the highest level of education? Um, And I was like, no. In my opinion, it's because there's been like centuries of effort made to create a chasm, particularly between black men and black women. And for all intents and purposes, it has been very effective. And and black women, and, and there's also been this like false pseudo thought that other women are not as necessitating of holding men accountable. Like, I have Asian friends and Indian friends and white girl friends who are not going to let niggas get away with shit. So it's not like, oh, they're more docile or whatever. I think it's really just like they can take it from them better than they can take it from black women a lot of times because nobody want to feel like they still live with their mom. And they look at us a lot of times and it's like, oh, you're my mom. And you're yelling at me. I was like, I'm not yelling at you. I'm also not your mother. I did not birth you from my vagina. This is a one way, like you came in, but like you didn't, I didn't birth you. Did you did not go out? No. And it's like, I had a brother tell me like, this is why black men end up with white women. And I was like, why is that? Why is that? As he kneeled, as he kneeled at my car window, I was like, why is that? <laughs> Sir. And he was like... <laughs> because like we just don't feel like we're fighting them and i was like but you are you just don't feel like you are and that's exactly it why do you feel like when it's a black woman you're fighting but when it's an asian woman you're not i don't know the answer to that the only thing i can come up with is because we are 
we're a mirror and we resemble their mother and there's a whole other thing. But hmm. I don't even know how I got on this topic because I both of y'all looking at me like, hmm. No, I mean, I... <laughs> I actually don't remember either, if I'm being honest. My memory is, is like a squirrel. Like, I'm the like, what? <laughs> we went but, from being a multi-hyphenate and dropping friends to yeah. the three things, money, people, and content to black men ain't shit if they think they're just going to argue Niggas with black women shit, if you will. and not Asian women. <laughs> I like how the conversation just seamlessly flowed and all these gems were <laughs> yeah. drops. Well, because like, uh, you know, I, I, I hear people say things like, oh my God, like your relationship looks so beautiful, looks so easy. And I'm like, first of all, I put up a picture. So you can't tell. One picture. Like, like, stop it. And then second of all, I'm like, I just hate this myth of the easy relationship. I mean, there are easy times and phases but being a person with another person is not necessarily an easy thing it's a chemical reaction at all times like and at best you both decide well it's worth it so you figure it out and when explosions happen you let it simmer and then you get you come back you know but it, black women don't have we've never had an easy time with anything why the fuck would we have an easy time <laughs> speak relationships with being easier <laughs> so I just, you know, I feel like, and, and I, I want to say that though, because I know there's women listening who have other friends in their lives who are telling them like, you know, it needs to be easy. It needs to be easy. And that if it's not, that it's not worth it. And I think for me, the, you asked me something earlier about when do I know when to walk away? When something goes from a challenge to a stress, it's time to go. <laughs> that's it. And that's really what it is. That's it for this week. Catch a new episode each Sunday at 12 p.m. Central anywhere you can download pods or from our website, notyourtokenblackgirl.com. Follow the pod on IG at notyourtokenblackgirl. Follow Allie on Twitter at Allie underscore J and on Instagram at basicallie. And be sure to follow Crystal on IG at thecrystalo. Welcome to Virtual Meditation with Shiloh. Uh, hello? Today I, oh. we're working on forgiving ourselves for not knowing the difference between upload and download speeds before getting cable internet. <laughs> That's oddly specific. Repeat after me. I am not my cable internet. Wait, um, I, I, I don't have cable. I'm not a bad... If my video calls, more like video stalls. Uh, hey Shiloh, there's something... I will get AT&T fiber. <laughs> And I will switch classes until you do. Slow upload speeds? You're not a bad person. You just need better internet. With 20 times faster upload speeds, AT&T Fiber delivers a faster internet experience than cable. Get AT&T Fiber with no annual contract. Limited availability in select areas. Call 1-877-ONLY-ATT. Check eligibility at att.com slash getfiber. Based on combined internet 1000 wired up and download capacity versus major cable providers, one gig service with uploads of 35 megabits per second. Speeds vary, not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. Welcome to Virtual Meditation with Shiloh. Uh, hello? Today I, oh. we're working on forgiving ourselves for not knowing the difference between upload and download speeds before getting cable internet. <laughs> That's oddly specific. Repeat after me. I am not my cable internet. Wait, um, I, I, I don't have cable. I'm not a bad... If my video calls, more like video stalls. Uh, hey Shiloh, there's something... I will get AT&T fiber. <laughs> And I will switch classes until you do. 
Slow upload speeds? You're not a bad person. You just need better internet. With 20 times faster upload speeds, AT&T Fiber delivers a faster internet experience than cable. Get AT&T Fiber with no annual contract. Limited availability in select areas. Call 1-877-ONLY-ATT. Check eligibility at att.com slash getfiber. Based on combined internet 1,000 wired up and download capacity versus major cable providers, one gig service with uploads of 35 megabits per second. Speeds vary, not guaranteed. Restrictions apply.